We all have down days, but we also believe that our vibe attracts our reality. And so the thoughts that we're thinking and how we're feeling is creating our reality. So if we are having a bad moment, how quickly can we get out of that moment? You're listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with two soulful entrepreneurs, Anna Lozano and Lindy Sood. They say that it's very hard to love anyone else if you don't first love yourself. Hey there, this is Patrice from patricewashington.com where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to Redefining Wealth and happy Valentine's Day to you. If you are in the US, the first time this airs, it will be Valentine's Day 2019. And I know that everyone will be doing couples inspired content today, this weekend, this month, but we are doing something a little bit different. So you already know the title of this episode is Love Yourself First. And I really felt like it would be a great time to just talk about ways that we get to do that. Because I believe that when you show up as your best self, then you can attract the right love, the love that you want to receive and the love that you deserve to receive. If you're new to Redefining Wealth, here's what you need to know about us. We believe in this community that wealth is definitely more than money and material possessions. Wealth is actually about well-being. And so we want to create some well-being in the relationship that we first have with ourselves, of course. Now, before I introduce you to these two amazing women and let you in on this powerful conversation, I have to remind you that we now offer spotlights on the podcast for any solopreneurs or small business owners who really have a desire to amplify their message and reach the masses. Several of you heard me talk about this earlier in the year. You've reached out about how to get your business, your product, service, or brand on the podcast. And so now the site is all ready to go. So hit up patricewashington.com slash podcast ads patricewashington.com slash podcast ads and you can get more details on how to get your business featured right here on the Redefining Wealth podcast. Make sure, however, that you represent ethical products or services that are in alignment with one of our six pillars. And if you're not sure what those pillars are, don't worry because I have them listed there. So now let me tell you a little bit about Anna and Lindy. Anna Lozano and Lindy Sood are both Canadian moms, wives, business besties, and the soulful entrepreneurs behind Love Powered Co., which they launched in 2017. They started the company to empower the next generation of mindful leaders. With parallel journeys, shared values, and an insatiable drive to create something beautiful, meaningful, and impactful, they joined forces to create conscious products curated for the mindful family, which I know is you and I. I fell in love with two of those products, the affirmation box sets for teens and women. And now I want to share it with you. Without further ado, here's Anna Lozano and Lindy Sood. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Anna and Lindy. Hi, thank you. Okay, I have never interviewed two people at once. So you guys get to be my first here. So I don't know how this is going to go, but just stay with me. Just just 
work with me. (laughs) We've we've done this. So we got your back. (laughs) Cool. So I'm really excited to have you guys here. I'm super grateful. I know you met me through Lori Harder, listening to me on Lori Harder's podcast. And she was also on this podcast. She's a favorite. Um, But when you guys reached out and sent me the cards initially uh, for Reagan, for my little one, I just thought what a connection to redefining wealth because we have six foundational pillars here. And the first is the fit pillar. And it's all about becoming your best self. And I always talk about not just physical fitness, but also mental fitness. And what I love about what you guys are doing um, is just that, you know, A lot of times in this journey called life as we're striving to be better entrepreneurs or parents or just, you know, whatever it is that we do, we sometimes forget to tell ourselves or we don't know how to tell ourselves um, the right things, right? Like we are so used to hearing the wrong messages and the wrong things for so long that I love what you guys are up to because you provide the reminders that we are great, we are enough, we are more than whole, And I'm excited about what you guys are up to. Where did you get the idea for your affirmation cards? Yeah, well, Anna and I, uh, we came together in business a few years ago. Before that, our paths kept crossing and we didn't really get introduced to each other, but we knew who each other uh, were. And when we finally met, we had this electric spark, this dynamic, sorry, energy, and we knew that we wanted to be in business together. So almost from the get-go, when we got to know each other, we started talking about business ideas. And uh, one of the things that really brought us together in our relationship was we were both really on this quest for becoming our best self. And, you know, we were really into spiritual psychology and personal development. And we would share what we were learning in the books that we were reading or the podcast we were listening to. And one of the things that both of us were both doing was an affirmation practice. And these benefits we were getting from the affirmation practices we were doing in our own homes were really transformative in our lives. And when we became parents, we were thinking, you know, we want to do this with our kids. And so we started looking for tools. We started looking for things online that could help support us in our, our quest to start this personal development journey with our own kids, particularly with affirmations. And we really, we could not find what we were looking for. So when we couldn't find it, we thought, you know what, this is it. The marketplace needs this. We need it. We know we need it. So we're assuming other people are feeling this too. So let's create something that's as meaningful as it is beautiful. And let's, let's go take it on. Let's do this. What I really love, and this is what I've always done. So I have been a big believer in affirmations for many years, well before The Secret and all these other, you know, tools came out. It was just something that I always felt drawn to, which was just this idea that I didn't necessarily grow up hearing the right messages or reaffirming messages, but I I knew that I had to participate in my own rescue, if you will, right? Like if no one else is going to say some of these things to me, I have to learn to say them to myself. And what I love about the affirmation cards is that you don't just have a simple affirmation, right? It's not just, I am adaptable. It's followed with a sentence or a phrase, if you will, that follows it up. Because I always felt that I liked affirmations, but I, but I wanted to add more, right? Like to really get in my spirit what I'm saying. So sometimes people will be like, I am beautiful, but it's like, okay, <laughs> like you can add more depth to that. And I want to know where you guys 
kind of came up with the idea to keep going and not making them just simple one-line affirmations. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it's interesting when we were doing the affirmations with our kids, because we were used to doing the one-liner affirmations for ourselves, but it was when we were doing the affirmations with our kids, we were making them up and saying them with our kids. We realized that, you know, the whole benefit that we knew was taking place is all in taking place in the subconscious mind. So we're almost tricking our subconscious mind to believing something by saying it over and over and over again until we believe it. So it's true. Right. And, um, when, when our kids were doing the affirmations, we really, believed that the subconscious programming was working, but we wanted them to be consciously aware of the words and statements that they were saying. So the reason we put three affirmations and a power statement on each card was more for them to really start to build this new beautiful vocabulary and understand how those words all fit together. So for example, on the love card, I am love, I am compassionate, I am kind. We wanted to know that when they heard any of those words, they all kind of fit together. So if they heard compassionate, they knew that that word meant loving and kind. And so that's really really where that started, but we ended up loving it so much that we put it on on all of our box sets. So it's for teens, it's for women, um, because it's equally as beneficial for all of us as it is for our kids. It's funny that you read the I Am Love because that's the one that I keep on my desk and I'm going to tell you why. Um, So I didn't grow up in a very affectionate home. Not that I didn't grow up with people who didn't love me, but it just wasn't, they didn't know how to show affection. Mm -hmm. for a plethora of different reasons. And so for that reason, I realized as a mom, my natural tendency is not to be very affectionate in particular. And my daughter is super affectionate. So she totally takes after my husband. (laughs) So she's always coming in for the hug, the kiss on the lips. And and I have this thing about my my personal space. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was a few years ago, she's 11 now, but a few years ago, I had a talk with her an intentional sit down, like, let's talk about this because I would find myself pulling away because that's what happened to me as a kid. Mm -hmm. And even when I didn't want to do it, right. I don't want to pull away from my kid. It just, it's like the, what do you call it? Your natural, your natural instinct type of thing kicks in. And so I sat her down and I'm like, Reagan, here's the thing. Mommy didn't really grow up with a lot of affection So sometimes it's just a struggle for me to give it, right? Mm -hmm. Like grandma can hug you now and do all that stuff. That's new stuff, okay? (laughs) Like that's not what she was doing 30 years ago. And I was raised more primarily by my grandmother and that definitely. And in my family, there's this cycle of like how mothers treat daughters. I've really been unpacking this, you know, through Mm -hmm. therapy and different things. But my great-grandmother wasn't very affectionate towards my grandma, who wasn't affectionate towards her daughters, and her daughter is not so affectionate. And again, love, there's love there, but it doesn't come with a lot of hugging and kissing and snuggling and all this stuff. And so I keep that card in particular on my desk as like a reminder because I do want to embody that more and more. Um, And so... I keep it there. I am love. I am compassionate. I am kind as that reminder when she comes in, especially after school, if she comes over to my desk and she leans in, it's like that mental trigger to just remind myself. And for some people, this is really weird. And they're like, well, that's your child. You should be able to. 
But no, I totally get it. Yeah, it's like a generational thing. And if you didn't see it, it's very hard to do. And that's what, you know, since you guys sent me my box set in particular, this has been the one that I keep on my desk. And I really want to thank you. Why do I feel like crying? (laughs) Oh, I do too, actually, because I can I can totally relate to what you're saying. You know, as as much as love there was in our house, the the showing of it, you know, especially from my father's side was was lacking as well. And as you were saying that, I I was kind of saying yes, 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 because we both received daughters because I have a daughter as well that are super affectionate because they're our little teachers and yeah. they're teaching us to open up and open our hearts and, and you know, show the affection. And, and from my side, I have, so my husband's a Pisces and my daughter's a Pisces and they're so emotional and they're so affectionate. And, you know, it's been a similar journey to for me is just opening up and and showing it like I can say it but mm-hmm. the showing it has been the journey and so Lindy and I always say that we created these tools for us and whether we sold one unit or not did not matter we just knew that we needed them in our home and I think this is why this company has just kind of taken flight because it was just created with so much passion and intention and behind it and stemming from these incredible conversations, as you can see, right? The, the intention is so there. It's so pure. Well, you, you can feel it. The intentionality, as you said, in the packaging and how you feel unwrapping it. I think I was just excited when I got my set as my daughter was when she got her set. Like there was still that. It, it just exudes just a sense of beauty, but peace and confidence and excitement. Like I felt like a little kid. I'm not even going to lie. And I'm not always, you know, pumped up like that. I mean, I'm always like on a 10, but not, you know, (laughs) but I really, I really felt it. And I think the thing that really excites me too, is that, you know, I don't care how confident you are, how confident you're, you've been perceived to be, we all kind of self-sabotage at some point. Like we all have negative self-talk sometimes. Mm -hmm. And having these reminders around are so necessary. And what I love is how you guys even turn the things that some people might poke at or make fun of and actually made it a positive. Because one that stood out to me was curiosity is my power. I am curious. I am interested. I am inquisitive. I explore possibilities. I follow my passions and I am open to new ideas. I am curious. And I love that because I was a questioner. I was a questioner and people made me feel like being inquisitive was wrong or it was disrespectful Mm. or I was being out of place or I was trying to be a grown up. And even in my daughter, who's also a questioner and very inquisitive, I loved this curiosity is my power because it flipped something that people have made negative for so long completely on its head. And I want her to be able to embrace that there's nothing wrong with being inquisitive. As a matter of fact, it's a superpower, you know? What a great perspective. Like I actually never thought of that card that way. That's amazing. And the curiosity card, I mean, that for us was, it so embodies children in their natural essence. When kids are kids, they are just so naturally curious and I mean, you you just said it, that can be taken away from us throughout our journey in life is we try to fit a mold. We we get a little bit shy when we get inquisitive or try to explore passions, we get fearful. And we always say, you know, especially that card for me, but our little teachers, our children, 
we're teaching them and telling them to be curious, but really it's more about encouraging them to stay that way. And we can take a lot from how they are every single day. They're asking a million questions. They're soaking up every single minute. Yeah. I love that. I love that perspective. Well, yeah, I think it's one of the reasons so many of us suffer in silence. Like people telling us, you know, that there, there is a such thing as a dumb question. And, you know, remember there at one point it was, there's no such thing as a dumb question. And then you'd ask your question and someone would be like, why would you ask that? Right. (laughs) Okay. So I guess there are dumb questions. Right. right? And so we've all had these different experiences, which lead us to be adults in our twenties, thirties, forties, fifties and beyond. And now we would rather Google to death instead of asking someone for help, instead of saying, you know what? I don't know what I don't know, but I know that there's something missing and I need support. And if you've been made to feel like curiosity is bad in some way or asking questions or being too interested in things that maybe are not in alignment with people, what people expect from you or what they know you to do or be or have. And you're asking things that are way off from there and you feel intimidated, I feel like this is one of the cards that you would put on your desk and remind yourself that there is nothing wrong with getting the support that you need or asking the questions, you know, that you want to know no matter what anyone else thinks. That's awesome. I love this. I love it. And I, as you were saying that, I just realized I am actually very curious. I ask so many questions (laughs) and I have no problem doing it. And I I have a Google chat or not a Google chat, but a WhatsApp chat with some of my closest friends and I'll just ask questions. And the answers I get is I'm sure Google would know that. I'm like, no, I'm asking you for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) So actually that. And that's that's the whole thing with, with Google coming out and everything. I think this was in our email today. We were just talking about this. Some of our most dynamic learning experiences come from conversations and real life personal experiences. So yes, we're in the age of Google, but we need to communicate. And that actually coming back to this, um, our original tagline was affirmation, connection, repeat, because we are all about getting back to the core roots of what it is to be human Mm -hmm. and what it is to be human is connecting with the people around you, the people you love and connecting to your higher self as well. So when we first created these cards for kids, it was all about taking them away from the screen and sitting down with them and connecting on a deeper level. And now with our, our, cards for teens and women, we encourage everybody to connect with their higher self. So again, away from the screens, you don't need to go and Google. You can ask yourself, you can ask your intuitive self, and you can also ask your friends and family and it's all about connection. And, you know, Patrice, maybe you'll have some advice on this, but we've actually been going on after Lindy, what she just said, we've had so much inquiry about an app and we're being a little bit resistant around this because Mm-hmm. You know, we took it back. We took it offline into a physical product. And now everyone's saying, you know, you should create an app. You should create a love-powered app. And as much as we want to, we're just intuitively resisting, although we live in such a digital age. So it's a big business decision. But yeah, we're kind of, you know, unsure at the moment. Um, well, you know what? I have made these affirmation cards a part of like my morning ritual. So when I do my prayer, my meditation, kind of my praise and worship, I've incorporated pulling a card and just kind of having a moment with it. And I like that it adds to like a mindfulness routine away from the phone, like away from technology, because for me, that's the probably the only 45 minutes or an hour I'll have to not be connected. To, to a gadget of some kind. Yeah. And I value that 
Like that's sacred time to me. But I know that there's people where, you know, I don't know, guys, where that would be a great thing and they can get their morning affirmation pushed, you know, to their notifications. But I feel like anything else, I don't know about you guys, but most notifications, I just end up turning off because I ignore them anyway. Mm -hmm. And I swipe them to the side if I'm trying to look at something else or if I'm doing something else. And I really don't take them as seriously as I do that personal time where I am dedicated to a space of mindfulness. That's just, you know, that's just me. Um, And that's what I really encourage my audience to do is to make that time sacred. And so I would not suggest using a phone <laughs> during that time. <laughs> but I see how it's possible. Like yeah. I see why people would like that. I have to ask you guys, so you strategically use I am. Why do you believe that that was the most powerful way to phrase your affirmations? Because I've seen this done in several different ways. So I am, I mean, the quote that we live by, I am the two most powerful words for what you put after them shapes your reality. I mean, I have this quote in my head all day, every day. And the way that we speak to and about ourselves really does create our reality. It it truly, truly does. And the I am is the most powerful. So if you're saying, I would like to be, there's not that much power in that. Or one day I might attempt to, or, or any of these things, there's not that much power in that. But when you say, I am, it's such a powerful statement and it's everything when your brain hears, I am powerful, I am determined, I am courageous, it believes it to be true. And the more it sounds true, the more you really truly believe it and you walk that out. So, I mean, I am is just, we always knew it was going to be that. We do have on some of our new box sets, I am, I can, I will. We have this beautiful card. It's a mantra. And it's a mantra that you can say every morning, every evening, whenever you want to say it. You could say it whenever you need to pull it and just have a lift me up. On the back side, it says, you are, you can, you will. So sometimes there's moments where you might want to talk to yourself when you're you know, going for a run or doing a workout. You can do it, that kind of thing. This is the only time that we really uh, incorporated the you are, you can, you will. It's always going to come back for the I am for us because it's just the most powerful statement. Yeah, I find too that saying it that way, I am, is more like a present tense too. It's not like this wishing, hoping one day off in the future, someday, one day type of thing. It's like I get to embody this now in the present, in the midst of this funky day, in the midst of whatever chaos or drama or situation or circumstance I might find myself in. It doesn't change who I am. Right. Like I got I get to, you know, embody the peace that I want to have even in the midst of other things. And I think that when we have this happy win, I will be maybe sometime off in the future. It just, it's just not as empowering for me. And the other thing, just to add to that, Patrice, is we do embody all of these qualities. These qualities do exist in us. At any given moment, we can tap into them. So when we say, I am determined or I am courageous, these qualities do exist within us. And it's just tapping into that. So that's why we put a question at the bottom is to really remind of of every card, there's a question. So for example, um, I keep saying 
determined because I pulled it, but here, here's one of my favorite cards. Safety is my power. I am safe. I am secure. I am protected. I am eternally loved, guided, and cared for. I am safe. Can you remember a time when you knew you were safe? How did it feel? So answering that question can bring you back to a moment when you actually felt that and you really truly were connected to that power. And when you're connected to it, it just reminds you that, yes, that does exist within me. Yes, I am safe. Yes, I am courageous. Yes, I am brilliant. It all exists within us. What do you say to people who will fight you though and say, I have never felt that? I have never felt safe because, you know, one of the things that I hear with affirmations is that people are resistant to them. You say like, well, I feel like a fraud when I say it because that's not who I am or that's not what I feel or I've never felt that way. So how do you still use them to move you in that direction? You know, I would start with the low hanging fruit, to be honest. And if somebody says, I've never felt safe, so I'm resistant to all affirmations, then I would say, well, what positive attribute have you felt in the past that you're not really feeling right now? And if they said, okay, maybe courageous, then I would start there. Because the truth is, I'm sure of it that, you know, Everybody at some point in their life has connected to each one of these powers. I'm sure of it. They might be clouded. Their memory might be clouded. But it's our mission to get people back to the truth. And the truth is that these powers do exist within all of them. Yeah. I I always say, too, that I'll say it until I believe it. (laughs) You know, we always say here that you don't get what you want. You get what you believe. And I think that we forget that we have the power to shift our beliefs. And when we start saying and declaring things, part of that is also being able to take action. I don't believe that affirmations can just be left as they are without you actually taking action. So while I may say the affirmation about love, you know, as it pertains to Reagan, for example, I still have to make the effort. So I read it and then she walks in and then I pucker up Mm -hmm. and I get ready, right? Like I still have to take action. And I think that that's where we kind of fall off. It's like, if you don't feel that affirmation, say it and then think of what way you can act. You know, if you feel like, okay, I can't think of anything from my past. Cool. The past is the past though. You have an opportunity to create the future that you want. And now you get to practice how you want to play the game. Yeah. Amazing. So you mentioned a couple of times reminders as well. So I think that's huge is, is just constantly reminding ourselves of the powers or reminding our children of them. So I'll share a little example. Um, my daughter's turning three and she's recently started becoming just a little bit scared, you know, she'll hear noise or, you know, she'll be in her own imagination and, and uh, I'll say something and she'll be like, you, you scared me, mommy, because she was just in her own, in her own self. And so what I've done is, of course, we practice the affirmations uh, daily, but I've put angel wings all over the house. So we live in a tall townhouse and um, on every floor there's angel wings. And so if she'll say, mommy, I'm scared, I'll be like, Maya, look for the angel wings. And what do you say? When she sees the angel wings, she'll say, I am safe. I am protected. I am loved. And so it's just Mm -hmm. instilling these reminders, not only for our kids and in whatever situation they're at or in in whatever they're going through, but doing the same thing for us. And so, yes, we have this tool, but Lindy and I have other tools as well. And just if you come into our home, I'm looking at a picture that says, you know, the world is your oyster. And then I turn around and I see angel wings. And then I turn around and I see some of, you know, my favorite 
mantras on the wall. So it's just constantly being surrounded by this because we're all human. We all have down days, but we also believe that our vibe attracts our reality. And so the thoughts that we're thinking and how we're feeling is creating our reality. So if we are having a bad moment, how quickly can we get out of that moment Uh to not attract more of that into our life? Because things are going to happen. It's, It's how do we react to them? And then how do we bounce out of that energetic state? Yeah, I completely agree. And I've exposed Reagan to affirmations pretty much her whole life at this point. And I have to tell you, uh, years ago, uh, she got in trouble. I can't really remember what for. I was thinking about it (laughs) before this episode, but she got in trouble for something. And my husband told her, go to her room. So we could think about, you know, what was going to happen on the other side of this. (laughs) And so she went upstairs, she went to her room and she was there probably about 30 minutes. And when I went upstairs to talk to her about what her punishment would be for whatever it is she did, I looked at the board and she had started to write affirmations on her whiteboard in her room. Um, I am beautiful. I am strong. I am smart. I am a good kid. Like there were all these things. And I was like, (laughs) you know, it kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, when did you do that? She's like, just now. And I said, why? And she's like, because I know I'm having a bad day, but I know that I'm still a good person. Oh, amazing. Mom win right there. I know. I have goosebumps. (laughs) Oh my Gosh, like I could not believe she still got her punishment, but it was much less, <laughs> much less than it would have been. I think we like took away her electronics or something. But, you know, I was blown away and we would listen to like sermons and stuff in the car on the way to school or we listen to like praise and worship music or, you know, just different things. Or she always hears me saying affirmations. And I don't think that we realize you know, just how impactful that is. Because I know as a kid, when I got in trouble, it would be like, oh my gosh, I would spiral into all the, you know, into all these things that I couldn't do, wouldn't do, wouldn't be. Like I made up all these things. And for her to be able to go sit, I think she may have been like eight. Um, But for her to go and think to herself, well, I know I'm still a good kid. So I'm going to write that on the board. Gosh, Right. I'm like, oh, my gosh, everyone did doing that. this my whole 35 years. What the heck have I been doing? <laughs> it's almost like she could apologize for that, whatever it was in the moment, but still hold strong to the powerful being that she is. And she's connected to that. That is so amazing. Patrice. This is why Lori Harder loves her. Lori's like, this human being is something. Is strange. We're like the same age. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And- and instilling, and that's kind of our intention too, is to you know help other families instill these sorts of things in into their day to day. Because we always say powering the next generation of mindful leaders. But if we all practice this, you know, and if, again, we're not perfect, we, but if we instill these little things into our day to day practices, how transformative will it be for you know everyone? Yeah, I agree. You know, um, I know on one of the cards I read where you guys talk about a three-step ritual that can help us kind of shift our emotional state. Can you break down that three-step ritual? Because I think that that's a good place for us to just kind of incorporate 
um, a mindfulness routine. Like I do my thing early in the morning, but I think wherever you are and whenever you can get to it, you can kind of create the space to do this too. Absolutely. I mean, the reason we came up with this three-step ritual, breathe, move, gratitude, is really because we were imagining ourselves in the worst of the worst situations. So imagine we get off of work, we're downtown, we have to commute home, you know, you spill your coffee on yourself, everything's, you're rushing, 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 picking up your kids, making dinner, and then you jump into your affirmation practice. It's, you're not in the right frame of mind or in the right energetic space. So we, what we like to do in a, in an ideal situation is to really rid the day's busyness, rid all of that anxiety and fear and, you know, busyness from our mind, body, and soul, and just let ourselves be before we go into our affirmation ritual. And this for us, I mean, we are each other's accountability buddy when it comes to this. If either of us are in a stuck kind of space or not in the greatest of moods, we will remind each other to breathe, move, and gratitude. And it literally changes everything in an instant. You can do one, you can do two, you can do all three of these things, and it changes everything. So we start with breath work because it can deliver powerful mind and body benefits. So really finding stillness and take and silence and taking a few deep breaths. There's so much research on this right now on what it can do for your brain and for your body. The next is moving. So this for me, I mean, it comes back to if I go for a run, for example, this is my movement of choice. It always has been. Uh, if I go for a run, everything in my world changes. That stuck energy dissipates. The endorphins begin to flow. I start getting these creative ideas. Mm -hmm. Everything that seemed like it was a problem is now open to solutions. You know, a a lot of our creative um, output that has come into this business has come from some of those runs, you know? And then, of course, a gratitude practice. And we hear so much about this because... I mean, it's just, it's magic. I really think it is magic. But um, what you focus on truly does become your reality. And when you think of what you're grateful for in that very moment, you are brought into the beautiful present moment. You're taken out of the anxiety of the past, the apprehension of the future, and you are simply just thinking of the good stuff and more will come to you in that moment. So breathe, move, gratitude for us is really, it's kind of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you broke it down that way because I've definitely, you know, done one or all three. I don't know that I've done them like in this order or anything, um, but my husband and I, for sure, when one of us is on the ledge, you know, mm-hmm. at least once a week, um, yeah. the other will be like, just breathe, just mm-hmm. take a second, just breathe and really, you know, we'll each do some mindful breathing um, and moving, you know, running wasn't always my thing, uh, but it has become more recently. So I run maybe just twice a week in between my other workout. Um, and you are so right. I can't believe that I made up stories for all these years about why I wasn't a runner. That's a whole nother thing. I did a whole episode on it, but I had made up these stories about not being a runner. And for the last couple of years, I've been running. Yeah. Uh, more and really enjoy it. And man, the way it breaks up just the energy and the ideas that kind of just come to mind and the sense of accomplishment. And it, it like, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing how much comes out of it. And I agree with you. Um, just getting yourself unstuck, like out of whatever state you're in is really, is really great. And it's a place for me to practice affirmations anyway. Right. Um, 
in a way though, where I kind of talk to myself, because after about that third mile, I start have to really have like real (laughs) self-talk. Like, okay, girl, you got this. You can do it. I am strong, you know, and you're far away from home. And most of the time I don't have a phone, so there's no choice of Ubering. So I have to like, (laughs) I have to like talk myself back into it. Um, but I love it. And, and practicing gratitude is something that I encourage all the time anyway. And I, I really like how it helps you to get your mind off of all the things that are happening that are really just distractions. Mm-hmm. Now, most things that come up are distractions. And a lot of it is make-believe. I think the stuff that we fill our minds with and what we clutter our mind with all these different conversations, half of it is worrying about things that haven't really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just living in a make-believe land mm-hmm. anyway. So being grounded in what we should actually be grateful for. Um, you know, one day I was actually... Uh, taking something to school for Reagan that she forgot at home. And, you know, I wanted to lean into like, I have all these things to do. And <laughs> like, she needs to be more responsible. She was 10. Um, yeah. But, I was, you know, <laughs> you know, she needs to be more responsible. And I wanted to have this whole conversation. And then something just clicked. And I just started doing like this gratitude practice in the car. And I was like, you know what? But I'm grateful that I have a child because mm-hmm. there's so many women out there who would love to take their absent-minded child, mm-hmm. their sneakers or their gym bag or these different things every other week. Like this child was born 10 weeks prematurely and could have not made it. You know, she was teeny tiny, three pounds. And man, I'm just grateful that I made it through that hospital stay and, and you know, that she's a good student and she's a good kid. And I just start going down that list of all these things that I'm grateful for um, mm-hmm. because it could be different. And That's what this whole thing for me is about. Like your episode was about loving yourself first, but this idea of loving yourself first really means that you have to learn how to talk to yourself. You have to learn how to talk about yourself and you have to learn how to speak about any circumstance or situation you find yourself in and be able to tap into that power of I am. Because at the end of the day, we're really everything that we that we need like we have it all even if it includes you know um connecting with other people to help fulfill a vision we still have the power to do that like it all starts with us absolutely and especially as moms i mean it's so i mean we just give 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 right so what we're trying to do and and empowering women is to love on themselves first and and give from a full cup because many of us are trying to give from an empty cup and then it doesn't feel good and we're not the best versions of of mom and and um it's just so important to um look within and really empower ourselves first and then we can be the best mom then we can be the best wife then we can be the best friend the best business owner and and so forth and so really just encouraging women to take that time for themselves remind themselves of the greatness within because as lindy said before we all have it we all have these things they you know some might be buried underneath some might be just need a little reminder and Really, we we just want to inspire women to tap into this um, on a daily basis because it just feels good. And I think the more that we just focus on feeling good, the easier life will be and, and the better everything else we can be to everybody else. If I could just add to that, Anna... When we originally started, it was about this tool for kids. It was a box mm-hmm. set for kids. And what the feedback we got almost instantaneously was, 
this is great for my kids, but I'm, I'm using it. I'm doing this for myself. And it's almost this beautiful cycle because the more we work on ourselves, the better it is for our kids anyway, because Mm -hmm. we are leading by example. So when we're doing a gratitude practice, you're talking about doing this gratitude practice. I'm I'm not sure if it was out loud or if it was in your mind. When we're doing these things, our kids are watching, they're seeing how we respond to it. They're seeing what it does for us and they will naturally just, you know, follow. Yeah. Because we, you can lead by example. You know, it's one thing to just tell folks what they should do. Yeah. It's another thing if they see you doing it, you know, and not because they're around, just because it's what is. Like mm-hmm. my daughter knows about my quiet time in the morning. She knows how important working out is to me. She knows why I do what I do with the podcast or any of the work that I do. And it's always been really important to me that she be aware because One day she's going to be a grown woman, one day very soon, because time seems to be flying, but she's a grown woman with a family um, and whatever she chooses to do, I just want her to know that these things matter just as much as the work you choose and the money you make. All these other things matter as well. And in fact, they make for a richer life. And so I do say a lot out loud. She, she hears, she hears it all. (laughs) She hears a lot. And I want to make sure too, that people know that you have love empowered for teens. And I really, really love the idea of love empowered for teens because I was watching a Ted talk um, not too long ago. And it was talking about how detrimental social media can be for young people, 12 to 17 in particular, and how, the way that they compare themselves to others and the messages they see and the the high rate of online bullying and all these things are really contributing to a high rate of um, suicide attempts among teenagers. And I just thought that this was such a great answer to that. It seems to some, it may seem like a small thing, but really sometimes again, all you need to do is be told that those things are lies, like those things are fake. They don't matter. It's curated. It's filtered. It's not the truth. And have something that you can stand on in addition to your faith, because I do faith believe, you know, a lot in faith. But I feel like also you have to have tools around you that keep empowering. Um, and as we keep saying, reminding you yes. of who you are. And so I love that you started Love Empowered Teens, too. Yes. Well, we when we started Love Powered uh, a year and a half ago, the day we launched from every day that point far forward, we pretty much had a request. Do you have anything for teens? Are you coming up with anything for teens? So we don't have teens ourselves, but we realized that there are a lot of people out there that were craving something for teens. And I mean, we have nieces and nephews. And what we did when we were creating this was we pulled together a, um, a group of really cool kids. They are between the ages of 13 and 19. And it was a focus group, essentially. And anytime we had a design element or a copy or content that we wanted to play around with, we would connect with these teens and we would ask them what they thought and how that would, um, you know, what, what really we just wanted their feedback. And when we were making a video to, uh, it's a marketing video to launch this new collection, Love Powered Teens, we sat down and really raw, just camera rolling, um, two different groups of kids, five kids at a time. We asked them questions. Tell us about your life. Tell us the good, the bad, the ugly, the fun, the crazy, tell us everything. And 
the stories, I mean, Anna and I were bawling our eyes out the whole time. Like we were like, oh my God, just listening to these kids open up and share with us. Some of these kids, I mean, the most beautiful just wonderful, wonderful kids and the stories teens. they had, teens, sorry, I keep saying kids because they are kids, but teens, yeah. they were sharing their stories with us about how, you know, looking at social media and seeing these images of uh, beautiful women that are actually fake, that are not even real because they've been, um, you know, they've been completely edited, photoshopped and how they would look at these women and they would go back home and look in the mirror and say, why will, why can't I look like that? I'm not as pretty as her. I'm not as good as her. And, you know, these are the things that we just, it it broke our heart to think that these beautiful human beings are gaining their worth from something so insignificant and something that truly doesn't even exist, an ideal that doesn't exist. And, these kids were coming back with such amazing stories and feedback saying that they could really use a boost in their life. And Patrice, as you mentioned, it's all about surrounding ourselves with these reminders. And if they're hearing it from their parents, that's amazing. But sometimes their parents aren't going to be there. And sometimes that amazing teacher isn't going to be there. So if they have something right in front of them that they can just flip to, and it can be a reminder that these amazing qualities exist within them and everything else is just noise, well, then, I mean... It's a win. It's a win. I mean, well, just think about when, you know, you were 13, 14, 15. It's like without social media, I had enough, (laughs) enough going on just comparing to the regular girls in my school who were nothing like these Instagram models. And, you know, the folks that young people are following now on social media, there was so much insecurity at 13 and 14 and 15. Oh my gosh. And 16 and and 25 and 30, like there's already so much of that. So imagine being a young person who has access Mm -hmm. to so much stuff out there. Like, I'm so glad that I didn't grow up in the age of social media and it actually breaks my heart for my daughter, my nieces and for others who are, my daughter doesn't have social media. She lives vicariously through my Instagram page, but, um, you know, it's coming, coming, right. It's coming eventually. And I feel like that's why, unlike the generation before us, where I don't know that parenting was so intentional. I'm really glad that as parents, we're rising up and having these intentional conversations and putting tools out there and having these types of conversations and even talking about, in my case, generational curses that, you know, kind of create um, some ways of being and saying to my daughter, but you don't have to be this like we can, you know, we're going to work through this type of thing. Thank goodness for these types of opportunities so that, you know, hopefully it gets a little better. I know sometimes we watch the news mm-hmm. and it feels a little bleak. Um, mm-hmm. But the truth is, with so much intentionality out there. I still have hope that our kids will be mindful leaders um, because of what we're putting out there today. So I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, Before I let you go, what we do at the end of every episode here is ask redefining wealth, rapid wisdom questions. Um, So I'm going to ask a question and you both just need to say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How do you define success? Happiness. Oh my gosh, I wanted to steal yours. (laughs) She said happiness and then I was like, uh, happiness. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, no wonder you guys are always together. So <laughs> I will say though, I'll, I'll add to that. I mean, I also, I grew up in an immigrant family and, and really success was defined as, as money, right. As wealth and, and your titles and what you accomplished. And, and so I lived in that world and then take I took myself out of that world because it didn't feel good and so that's the way that we live now is does it bring us joy and I love the new tiding up show I forgot her name right now but does it spark joy does it make you happy and if it doesn't then it's a no and and I have zero problem saying no mm-hmm. as that's part of my self-care ritual but does it bring me joy Marie Kondo mm-hmm. yeah. yeah how do you define wealth in three words or less. Passion, purpose, pride. We'll answer together. Because I mean, this, we, we do these exercises. <laughs> we do these exercises. We did this at the beginning of the year. Because for us, wealth, again, isn't about money. You know, it's more, ho- it's more whole than that. It's about living out your passion. It's about living out your purpose. It's about having pride in each and every day and what you do in that, in that time that you're here on earth. I love it. You can you can share answers. I'm with it. This I'm is sharing. <laughs> now we're getting competitive and stealing our answers. <laughs> okay, what's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? Ooh, that is a- stumped you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, that's a good one. Okay, so I'm reading this new one and it's right next to my bed and it's called Creating Money and I'll have to find the author. But it's tapping into, again, this new way, exactly what your podcast is all about, the new way of defining wealth. How does it feel? And what is the intention behind it? And how does it make you feel? And really only focusing on your own feelings. So the way that I look at my entire life right now is, does it bring me joy? Which I answered in the first question, but how does anything and everything make me feel? Because if I feel good doing something, I know that I can only attract more feel good things. And yes, we all want a lot of money so that we can do a lot of good and we can travel the world, but really being tapped into the why behind it and how it makes you feel. So creating money is the book. Is that the final answer? Is that both? (laughs) Yes, that's the final answer. (laughs) What was that old show? I'd like to call it a lifeline. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is the last one and you each have to do your own thing. So you're going to fill in the blank. My name is, and to me, the truth about wealth is... My name is Lindy, and to me, the truth about wealth is it is all our own making. My name is Anna, and the truth about wealth... Oh, you stumped me. Oh, it's whatever we want it to be. Oh, I know. Okay, let me start again. Hmm. Okay. My name is Anna, and the truth about wealth is that it is all around us, and it's only a matter of tapping into it. Nice. Yes. Good job. Good one. Oh my gosh, you did it. Anna and Lindy, I appreciate you guys so much. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much for creating these box sets. You created some great memories. I have to, I forgot to tell you, 
about the day that my daughter opened up her box set and we sat at the table and she went through card by card. And I thought she would do like one or two. We ended up sitting there for like an hour. The questions really generated, um, you know, some great dialogue. So I feel you on that connection piece. And I remember that evening uh, going into my bedroom and my husband, who apparently had been eavesdropping, um, said that it really made him happy. He almost came out, but he wanted us to have that moment. He said it made him happy to hear us having that type of conversation. Like that's what mothers and daughters should do. So I have you to thank for that moment. And my husband, thank you too. And Um, thank you for creating this incredible podcast. This conversation needs to happen as wealth really is redefined today. Yes, ma'am. So thank you guys so much. Thank Thank you. All right, you guys, was that not an amazing conversation? I mean, especially if you're a parent or if you we're all we've all been someone's child. And I hope that me sharing about my own experience um, really connected with some of you who know you want to do something different in your own life or with your children. And you really have been impacted by what you get or what you got or what you didn't get in childhood. It really does matter. And I'm working hard every day to reaffirm something new in my own life. And I really hope that this inspires you to do the same. I really do believe in the power of affirmations. I have for many, many, many years now. But I will say that the power of affirmations is weakened when we don't take action. So I want to encourage you to not just affirm something new in your life, but look at those affirmations, look at those power statements, look at those declarations, and then look at your calendar and then look at your everyday behavior and make sure that all of that is in alignment. Make sure that if you're saying I am productive, that your calendar represents being productive and not just busy. Make sure if you're saying I am loving, right, that you are making a choice in that moment when you would ordinarily not show love to show grace and give love even when it's not necessarily due. Like the thing about affirmations is that it can really cause us to recognize some of the things that we've just been doing on autopilot. And so to help you get there, I asked Anna and Lindy for something special and they obliged. So for this community, if you are interested in getting one of these beautiful affirmation box sets for yourself or as a gift, I asked them to give you guys a little hookup. See, don't I take care of you? Because I love (laughs) y'all. So they are actually going to offer 15% off your entire order. Just use the code Patrice15 at lovepoweredco.com. So head to lovepoweredco.com. Look for the different affirmation box sets. I'm telling you guys, they're beautiful. Such a beautiful gift. Such a beautiful reminder just to have, you know, for your own morning routine or your own nighttime routine even. Go get a a box set. They're 15% off because you listen to Redefining Wealth. The code is Patrice15 and I encourage you to take advantage of it. I don't get anything out of it, but you will get everything. Knowing how to speak life into your own situation, into your own circumstances is definitely the gift that keeps giving. So, especially if you have a teen too, preteens, teens, Oh, because, you know, we were we were kind of jacked up. <laughs> we really could have used all the help we could get. And so this is a great tool. So 
without further ado, you guys, again, enjoy your Valentine's Day, week, month, whenever you hear this episode, enjoy yourself. But remember that you first have to love yourself for any of this other stuff to work out. So until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later.